You know, just like the atom is the building block to everything in the physical world, our habits are building blocks in our lives to build a powerful, abundant life. That's what we want for you. That's what we pray for you. That's why we confront issues. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. He wants to give us abundant life. He also said there's an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants to ruin us. And one of the ways that the devil keeps us down, that the enemy of God and the people of God wins victories is through our bad habits. Would y'all agree with that? Come on, let's be real. If you had to kick the person in the rear end who's caused you the most trouble, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. I mean, so, so we have bad habits that cause us to lose favor. We're distracted from the things that matter most in the world. So this weekend, we're gonna dig into really one of the most important issues in our lives. We're gonna, we're gonna do some digging. You're not gonna like some of the things that we're gonna uncover. Now, if you're with us for the first time, we're so super stoked that you're here at all of our campuses. We believe that, that the truths that we're gonna uncover this weekend have the power to light up your heart, your life, and your mind. Maybe you're still undecided about God, about the church, about the Bible. Man, that's okay. We're super stoked you're with us. We believe you're gonna find hope in life today because what we know is that's the will of God for you. It's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Now, if you're a believer or you're a promiser, one of the things you know here, nothing is off limits. We dive into every topic. We're raw and real about helping real people with real problems find the real love and life that God has. So here's an atomic truth. If you're listening, say I am. If you wanna dig down and take the temperature of someone faster than any other way, what are your habits with money? You feel that? It's even went across online campus. It just sort of shivered all the way through. Come on, Bristol, launch party this weekend. We love you, Stephen and Tabitha, y'all. Come on, let's give Bristol some love. But the Bible is clear and we know it. The, the quickest way to test the human heart, nothing cuts quicker to the core than how we view our habits, how we look at what we do with money. It just matters. Now, if you're in a relationship, either you're married or you're dating, then on important days like birthdays or anniversary, or come on, Bubba, it's Valentine's Day, some of you. Come on, might not know that, but I'm trying to help you here. It's Valentine's Day. And so what do you do on those special days? You get your wallet out, you get your purse out, you get your pay app out, and you buy gifts or flowers or dinner or presents, or you take a vacation. You do all these things because you love someone. Is that true? Come on, is that true? Well, why? Because why does it have to cost money? Don't they know we love them? They know we love them. And see, so what's money got to do with it? Well, that's what we say about church. Well, I love God, but God doesn't need my money, so I'm just gonna keep it. What's, what's money got to do with it anyway? Well, go ahead and skip your wife's birthday and don't buy her, don't mention it. 
and see how that works for you. I did it once. It was very unpleasant. And it really wasn't even my fault. Because we celebrate, now, you know, because we have church on the weekend and we celebrate birthdays, you know, don't have to be on the day. So we'd had the party, gifts had been exchanged, the birthday was celebrated. Guys, are you with me? But it was prior to the day, just a few days. And then the day came and I didn't mention it. Hell to pay. Just telling you. So money has got to do it. Matter of fact, let me tell you something about money. Are you ready? Come on, if you're ready, say I'm ready. The more you love, the more you give. It, it's just, it, 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 it is. So uh, this week is a big week because it's Valentine's Day and five days from Valentine's Day is Michelle's birthday. So I don't have one present, I got two. Are you, two. I spend more time thinking about what I'm gonna buy Michelle than the rest of the family put together because I love her more than everybody else. (laughs) When my kids were little on Christmas, Michelle got the best gift every year. Now when they're little, they said, Daddy, that's not fair, Mom got more. She got more because I love her more than you. (laughs) You think I'm kidding. I trained them early. You're gonna grow up, hopefully move out, in Jesus' name, you're gonna move out. And guess who's left? Me and Mimi. So I treat her better. Are you with me? See, when you love, you don't have any problem giving. Is that, that's just what I'm saying. Well, if you love God, you don't have any problem in being generous and bringing your tithe in the storehouse. So let me ask some questions. Is there more in your storage unit, your closet, or your garage than your saving account? That's a habit. Do you focus more on what you're gonna spend and what you're gonna buy than than budgeting? That's a habit. I can tell you where my money goes to Michelle's children and grandchildren. And I tell her, Michelle, they have parents. Like let them buy a pair of shoes, something. We don't have to buy everything. Yeah, that's spitting in the wind. See, you don't have to dig very deep to see this truth. Our habits with money reveal our affections and it reveals our focus. Bring me your checking account, bring me your calendar, and I will tell you what matters to you. You can disbelieve it all you want, but what gets your time will get your money. That's where your focus is. Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, When it comes to money, let me ask you a question. Again, because we're gonna get better at habits in this series, what habits do you wish you could change? Before you start tunneling in your mind escape routes or excavating excuses, listen to me, if you will accept excuse, you will never excel. Don't accept excuses. Listen, understand where you are, get better habits and, and put yourself in a better position. As long as you'll make an excuse, you'll never change anything. As long as you're a victim, you don't ever have to overcome. And I'm gonna tell you, you're not a victim unless you choose to be one. I can be physical, be sex abuse, grow up in a project. Let me tell you, I am not a victim. I'm a victor in the name of Jesus. So come on, somebody. So how you handle your money will help you 
It will help you walk in joy and victory. And I'm gonna tell you, you can climb out of the hole that you dug yourself into. Does this make sense? And you can, you can walk in freedom, because let me tell you something, the creator of the universe never planned on you walking in financial bondage. Jesus came to set you free where the spirit of the Lord is, there there is liberty. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. God wants you free, so God, would you open up our eyes and hearts and minds this weekend? Father God, would you expose us to the truths of habits that we've had all our life we never even noticed? God, would you give an impartation and revelation so that we will get to where you want us to be, which is incredible freedom. God, we believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' name we pray it. And all God's people said? Come on, all God's people said? Now, this is our second installment out of the series that was birthed in my heart out of Hebrews chapter five, verse 14. But solid food, talking about the word of God, is for the mature who because of practice are habits. Is that okay? Because of our habits have had their senses trained to discern good and evil. When it comes to money, because of good financial management, we have walked in freedom. We've had our senses trained. Why? Because we've had holy habits and the spirit of God has transformed us. And so this month, we're gonna help you develop some new habits that are gonna lead you to be open to receive even more of God's favor than you've already had that's already at work in your life. That's what. So this weekend, if you've got your Bible, I wanna challenge you. I know we put the Bible up on the screens. I almost regret doing that. Because people don't bring their Bibles because they're on the screen. So bring your Bible. Are you with me? Bring your Bible. Bring your app, bring your iPad, bring your phone, start because it's, it helps you learn. As, as we dissect scripture, it helps you learn how to dissect it. And so Jesus in Matthew 24 and 25 teaches a several parables. It is the way Jesus taught in his three and a half years of ministry here, deep spiritual truths so the people could absorb them. In this passage in Matthew 25, it really gets down to the nitty gritty how we view money and how we view God. So habits can be neutral like money is neutral. You can have good habits and they can bring incredible joy or you can have bad habits and they'll bring incredible pain. Are you with me? And if I could just be so honest, man, I love you, but some of the most difficult things that have ever happened to you came out of bad habits. That's what discipleship is, taking those bad habits and replacing them with God's value. So let me ask you a question. What is your habit or habits when it comes to money? Are you digging yourself deeper into the hole? Are you spending more money every month than you make, just digging yourself deeper and deeper into that hole? Is that what you're doing? Because that's what some of us are doing. Are you burying all your treasure here? Jesus said, listen, don't bury your treasure here where Moth ruins, rust ruins, if these break through the seal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. So, or are you heaping joy in how you're living your financial life? So let's pick it up in Matthew 25. We'll start in verse 14 and 15. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. For just like a man is about to go on a journey, calls his own slaves and entrusts his possession to them. Let me ask this question. Are we the property of God if we're born again? 
Is, does, does that mean that everything we have actually ultimately belong to God? Will we give an account of everything that we had and what we did with it, how we use what is God's? Okay, that's getting weaker and weaker. Listen to me. I have never sensed to be stunned at how many saints ignore the fact that we have a accounting coming. Not, not are you gonna get to heaven. You got to heaven by grace through faith. But there's an accounting coming, Romans 14, 12. So then every one of us will give an account of self to God. When you understand that truth, I'm gonna show you how it actually changes even the parables. So he gives one, five talents, one, two talents, one, one. Listen, the talent is not an ability. Many of us have been taught it's a physical or spiritual ability. No, the talent is, is an amount of weight of money. It's a bag of money. He gave one guy five bags, five talents, another two bags, another one, according to their ability. And then he told them to go out and take care of what he had. The five bags, I don't know, 100 plus thousand dollars. We don't really know exactly what it is, but we do know it was a considerable amount of money. Verse 16, immediately, I love that word. Immediately, see, this is how we view God. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and gained five more. In the same manner, the one that had received two talents gained two more. Now, were they investing in GameStop? <laughs> or were they day trading? No, the stock market didn't exist. They either started businesses or they invested in businesses, but they understood that they were stewards of what the owner owned and they were gonna give an accounting, so they immediately got to work. And what, listen, listen, their good work and right attitude, they found God confirming with his favor the work of their what? The work of their hands. See, we're all in different places this weekend financially. Would y'all agree with that? I mean, when it comes to money, some of us are good, man. You got your retirement funded. You got money in the bank. Some of us, man, we're just, we're, we're rock solid. We're, 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 we're where we need to be. Others you're a little nervous about the future. Some are struggling, living stimulus checks to stimulus check. And unemployment to unemployment. Others are buried so deep in debt, you can't see any light out of the hole you've dug. I'm not, and I'm not trying to heap guilt on you. Matter of fact, what I want to tell you is if you change your habits, you can get out of the hole. Now, if you mine money for identity, our security, our hope, all you'll get is fool's gold because there's never enough. Ask Warren Buffett, 80 billion's not enough. Ask Bill Gates, 70 billion's not enough. Ask Solomon, who had more than anybody's ever had. It's never enough. And it leads us to the third sermon, verses 18 and 19. But the one that received one talent, see, the owner knew that the one servant did not have the ability the other two had, uh, received it, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those, saved, those slaves came and settled accounts. Listen to me. There's going to be a settling of the books. There's coming. Again, it's not whether you get in heaven, but I promise you, it will determine how you'll live in heaven. 
Now, we don't like to think that. Just give me a cabin in the cone of glory. No, I want to be a pillar in the temple of my God. I want to be up close to personal. I do not want to be in the cheap seats. Are you with me? I want to be down there, man. I want to be in the spot where the glory comes out. And I, who may dwell in the hill of the Lord? He does clean hands and a pure heart. Listen, here's an atomic truth you'll never get around. You will reap what you sow. You can pay now and play later or play now and pay later, but you will reap what you sow. And if you will sow well with the resources that you've been given, you will reap well. Whether it's one talent or two talents or five talents. Young adults, listen. Young adult students room, listen. If you would be smart enough young to learn from the stupidity of older people. Because all us older people have swam plenty of laps in the stupid pool. So be smart enough to know what they say. Because this room is filled with older people who wish they could go back and not take out the school loans that they know they'll never repay. That bought cars that the cars didn't last as long as the loans. And they got themselves so deep in credit card debt, paying 30%. Are y'all with me? Listen, young adults, if you will listen, you will make your lives so much better. See, my kids have lost off mine and Michelle's shoulders. And, where, and I tell them all the time, where you are today and where we were when you were your age, you are light years ahead of us. And they say, that's right, Dad, we should be because we didn't grow up like you grew up. We had you and Mom, and we've got to launch off your shoulders. So, so with good habits, you reap God's favor. I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about you'll win the lottery, but I'm telling you, if you'll have good financial habits, you'll feel like you did. I hadn't won the lottery, but I couldn't be. I couldn't live with more joy. I couldn't live with more happiness. I'm just blown out of the water to how good God is. Are y'all with me? But see, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're living under stress, and it's killing you. And you're gonna die and get to heaven early. And God's gonna say, what are you doing here? Are you gonna say, well, I was so stressed I had a heart attack and died. Why? Well, because I sucked at handling money. I know you're out there. I hear you breathing. So come on. And, uh, listen, we love you. We just wanna help you. I've been there. I, I didn't learn, I learned terrible money habits from a stepdad. Man, it was terrible. Michelle would beg me not to do stuff and I would do it anyway. And this, I kept us in debt. It took me forever to learn biblical principles. Just learn them quicker than I did. Now, mom and dad, let me just give a plug right here. We wanna help, we wanna partner with you. We will, listen, mom and dad, we will not stand accountable for your kids. You will. Because they're actually not yours. They're part of the stewardship you have for God. It's like your money. And you're, you're supposed to be preparing your kids for God to use. Now, if I can be so honest, most of us are preparing our kids for what we think will make them successful in life. I can't tell you how many parents have walked up to me and said, Pastor, I don't understand why my kids don't love God. Or think, I said, well, yeah, because you sent them to a college indoctrination center of anti-God. Are y'all out there? Listen, and like it, lump it, or leave it. But well, I just want my kids to have all this, and I want them to have all that. No, you want to prepare them for the spiritual battle the devil wants to take them out. 
Hey, you want to do those others? But it comes first. This makes sense. So there's an event on the 27th this month. I'd sign my kids up to serve. They need to learn. So we're just going to walk with you because when I get to heaven, I'm going to stand accountable, Michelle and I, for Faith, Micah, and Zach. I'm not standing accountable for those grandkids. That's my kids. Are you with me? And so the same with your kids. So how's your habits? How's your financial habits? Are you, are you digging the hole deeper all the time? Are you just spending more? Because see, when you spend 100, 105% of what you make and you have a flat tire or the AC goes out or something else happens, what do you do? You got to borrow money on your visa card. You go deeper in debt, digging a hole. Some of you are in the habit of burying your treasure here. You're not a part of generosity. You're not giving because you want it all for you or your kids, and so you're, you're storing it up here. And then some of us have the habit of heaping. We're having good financial habits, God's blessing. We're bringing our tithes into the storehouse, and God is moving and giving us incredible favor. But let me give you an atomic habit. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Budget before the month begins. The reason you run out of money before you run out of month is because you don't budget. Do it as a family. Teach your kids how to budget. Plan every dollar before every dollar shows up. Budget. It's, it's, come on. All in favor, say aye. aye. Man, account it. Listen, Mr. Budget is a Vulcan. He has no emotions. We have emotions tied up with how we want to spend money. Well, I have a new set of golf clubs. I'm pretty sure I'd knock eight strokes off my game. No, you suck. New clubs won't help. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Budget. That was very ugly on your part. But oh, I, listen, can, I want to buy a new gun. Michelle wants to buy this. We go to Mr. Budget. Mr. Budget says, no. We say, that's so ugly. No, that's not how you plan on spending your money. Are y'all with me? Come on, somebody. You say, but digging is hard. Budgeting, all that stuff is hard. It is. Digging's hard work, but I'm telling you, it's no harder than running out a month before you run out of money and lived under more stress than God ever planned on you to live under. Are you with me? So come on, let's get budgeting. Come on, get budgeting. Start this heaping habit. See, a monthly budget gives you a bigger shovel next month. Now let me talk to those in the room or at all of our campuses who feel like you're stuck in money and there's no way out. I'm telling you, don't be deceived. The same shovel you dug yourself into the hole, you can dig yourself out of it. It's a process though, it's not gonna happen overnight because you have to learn from your mistakes. And so don't bury God's generosity and the truths of God about the scripture, about when we bring the tithe in and what God does. You say, but I'm afraid, Pastor, if I, if I tithe or if I give, I won't have enough. And my question is, are you living by faith or are you living by fear? You will learn the, some of the greatest spiritual lessons and faith by how you deal with money. It's clear. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I'm telling you, if God came through for me, got us out of the hole more than one time, it's not too deep that God cannot get you out of, he is Jehovah Jireh, and if you'll get good habits, God will bless your life. God's not wanna withhold from you. God's not mean and harsh and wants to hold back. Jesus said, ask, you'll receive, seek, you'll find, knock, and it's gonna be opened unto you because we serve a good, good God who loves to give good, good gifts to his children. Notice I didn't say good children, cause we're not. 
Come on. So now when talk about knowing God, are you budgeting time for prayer? Are you budgeting time for Bible? Are you spending time? Are you in a Bible reading plan? If not, jump on there. Because see, heart issues often don't start with the heart. They start with habits. And that can be spiritual as well as physical. Now notice when the accounting happens. Verse 20. Then the one that, so after a long time, the master comes back to settle accounts. The one that received five talents came up, brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted in me five talents. See, I've gained five more. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful of a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter to the joy of your master. Isn't that awesome? See, that, that servant was excited to go to the judgment because he knew he'd been faithful. Does that make sense? He knew, he couldn't wait. He knew the master was gonna praise him because he'd done a, a good job. And so, listen, let me give you another atomic habit when it comes to money. Stop comparing and start being content. Are you with me? Michelle and I have lived in multiple trailers. We did lived in little places. We've lived rent houses and we built four houses. And I'm telling you, we were no happier in the big house on the lake than that single white in Louisiana. We just couldn't get as far away from her children in that trailer. <laughs> so, so these servants are all given the same amount, but the one that has two said, hey, you gave me two, I got four. Same deal, enter the joy of your master. See, they didn't get the same amount, but they got the same joy. Stop comparing. Doesn't matter how much or how little, reaping, sowing, is great news for those that sow well. And so let's, let's just sow well. Let's have good biblical habits. Are you with me? Well, now, Pastor, do I have to cut back or do I have to cut up my credit cards or do I have to pay off my debt before vacation? Listen, wrong questions. You ask the wrong questions, you get the wrong answers. The question is, do you want out of the hole? The question is, do you want to stop burying your treasure here? The question is, do you want joy unspeakable that the master's pleased? See, we have a money habit today of saying no so that we can say yes to Disney later. Although I'm not sure why, because the mouse is expensive. <laughs> then let's go to the last one, because this guy really blew it. Uh, so the one, who, verse, the one who received one talent came and said, master, I knew you'd be a hard man reaping where you didn't sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. See, the third servant had the wrong view of the master. And many of us have a wrong view of God. That's why we have wrong money habits. And he said, and he said, you wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I raped where I didn't sow, gather where I scattered no seed. He's just agreeing with him. So that's what you think about me? Then why didn't you put my money in the bank? At least I'd have got some interest when I got back. No, you're wicked and lazy. You have a wrong attitude. You have a wrong attitude about money. Let me give you a biblical principle. Are you ready? God can't bless poor financial habits. And then let me get, you're gonna say this is unfair. Let me just cut to the chase and go. Uh, he said, now therefore, verse 28, take the talent, the bag of money away from the one that has one, that gave it the one that has 10. You say, pastor, that's not fair. That's not fair, he had 10 and he took, the, he got one, he took it away. Favor's not fair. 
Listen, fair is not a God principle. That's an American principle because we, we want to say somebody did more than us, got more than us. Are y'all with me? Don't play the victory card. Don't play the fair card. So notice, look what it's, because it gets actually a little worse. For everyone who has, more will be given. You got good money habits, more will be given. And to the one that does not have, even what he has will be taken away. You say, that's just not fair. Listen, it's, it, it, if you will have right money habits, you'll be on the right side of this. Are you with me? Quit blaming the government. Because most of us are where we are financially because of us. There may be a few that books like COVID, the government shut your business down and you were thriving before. I, there's a few of those. Most of us are where we are because of what we are having. Is that fair? So what are you going to change this week? What are you going to change? What are you going to change? I won't challenge you to get a budget. Next week, we'll give you an opportunity to sign up for some financial classes to learn to budget and all that kind of stuff because we're just here for you. Because we want you to walk in a life of financial freedom, the generosity journey, being able to give and, and have money in the bank, be able to do stuff. Are you with me? It's a living paycheck to paycheck. So come on, budget before the month begins. Practice contentment starting this week. Campus pastors, if you guys would all come forward at all of our campuses. Now, Matthew 24 and 25 are difficult passages. Are you with me? These parables are some of the toughest that Jesus taught. And the last parable in Matthew 25 is called the great white throne of judgment, where God resurrects everyone that's ever lived and we will all stand before God in one mass of humanity. And God will divide the crowd, not by Republicans and Democrats, not by black and white, not by rich and poor, not by American and not American. He will divide the sheep will be on his right, those that are his, and he knows the goats on his left, and he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you work of iniquity, for I never knew you. But many will say on that day, but Lord, we cast out demons, we did miracles, we gave our money, we, we did all that, and he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. So let me ask you a vital question. Does God know you? Are you in a relationship? Not are you religious, not did you grow up in church, not do you tithe, none of that, none of that. Does God know you? Because see, Jesus said, I'm the door and anybody that tries to get to heaven any other way are thieves and robbers. He knows who he knows, does he know you? And see, him knowing you is about you being in a relationship with him. Come on, somebody. It's about, man, it's about knowing Jesus. And knowing Jesus makes life incredible. I'm satisfied, Castor. So if you're ready to turn away from your old life, it's a Bible term, which means repent. And you're ready to turn to him and you're ready to confess him as Lord of your life. He begins to make the rules. This is why I'm always shocked why people say they're Christians and disobey because and say, well, I disagree with that. Listen, once you're born again, you sort of surrender to the authority of the word of God. And he, because we're the servants and he's the master and we stand before him, he doesn't stand before us. So if you're ready to turn to him, he's ready. So with every head bow, every eye closed, I will lead you in this 
Just simple, yet profound confessional prayer. Pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know you don't know me, but that's what I want. So I turn from my old ways. I received your gift of salvation, of freedom, of adoption. I will now follow you to the best of my ability.